This is Family Meal with Natalie Pelletier, a podcast centered around family recipes, but exploring much more. We talk food, family, and the jobs these creative chefs, foodies, and dreamers have had along the way. So pull up a chair, grab a plate, and let's dig in to Family Meal. Have you guys ever met a person and been like, yeah, you and I are going to be best friends? That is exactly how I felt when I met Carly about three years ago. We met outside of acting class and talk about our uh, our meeting a little bit later in the episode. But yeah, I'm biased because she's become one of my best friends out in here LA. But she is just a true force, you guys. She is constantly creating her own content. She is acting, directing, producing, just hustling and making shit happen for herself. Um, this episode is great because we dive into why it's just so important to, to keep on keeping on and that work begets work. You can't just sit around and wait for the phone to ring and, and, and the lessons you learn when you're, when you're starting off in a new city. I mean, we talk about lots of fun restaurant stories because she is my true partner in crime in that sense. And not that we've worked at the same restaurants, but you know, all of our restaurant fams have kind of intertwined in a sense. So that has been a fun journey, the two of us have had together over the past few years, and we definitely um, tell some funny stories. So um, regardless of whether you are an actor or in the creative field, or you're 57 years old, or you're you know still in high school, there are so many great bites to learn, uh, <laughs> bites, to learn from her because you know, as we've been out in LA, we've been figuring out how to navigate and stay creative and and keep keep the journey alive, keep that spark going, as as they say. So this is a very like inspirational, motivating episode in my humble opinion. So uh, sit gla- sit glack, sit back. Uh, maybe grab a, a little whiskey, old fashioned, a pickle, pickleback. Ooh, I we might. I might have to do a pickleback today in uh, honor, or just go to Jones. We talk about Jones Hollywood. A shout out. Love that pickled vodka. It is delectable. Uh, so sit back. Um, yeah, grab, grab some whiskey, a pickle, and enjoy this episode with the incredible force who you will see her name in lights very soon, Miss Carly Tamron. Hey guys, um, I have a very special guest today on the episode, Miss Carly Tamarin. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, Carly and I have been friends, oh gosh, I think for like three, Maybe three, three, I think it's actually only three, three years now. That's crazy because it feels like a It feels like forever. Time. She feels like family. <laughs> but I'm sure. But uh, she is a phenomenal actress, producer, writer, dancer, creator extraordinaire, and I am so excited to talk all things family and creativity. Creativity. <laughs> creativity. Creativity. With her. So, without further ado, Miss Carly, welcome. Thank you. Um, so, you brought a family recipe that you were saying that your sister kindly mm-hmm. wrote out. It's actually adorable i need to show it to you okay amazing and just for background because i know carly very well she is the oldest of um four she has two sisters who are twins and then a little brother Mm -hmm. and we're all four kids in four years so basically the same age yeah because my sisters are twins so So. it's just a lot of tamarins (laughs) it's a lot of tams the whole tam fam tam the whole damn tam fam 
exactly. Mm-hmm. Look how cute. Oh, oh my God. It's like literally on. <laughs> I know. I want to frame it. It's on, the cutest thing I've ever like, seen. That lined paper you used in uh-huh. school. Yeah, it's like school paper. School paper. She's a school gal. A school gal. Well, what's the recipe? Um, it is for my family's matzo ball soup. <gasps> just like our dead prized possession. Oh so my like, god! Great, I need this anyways for my life. Yeah, Jewish penicillin. Mm-hmm. Truly, it's it seems like I I'm not I'm an honorary Jew, and um, growing up that was my my mom. You know, she's like it's Jewish yeah. penicillin matzo Truly. ball soup. Matzo ball soup. Saves lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have, you heard it here first, but I'm sure this is not the first time you've heard it. Um, did your mom make it when you guys were growing up? Mm-hmm. My mom made it. Everybody makes it. So when I was growing up, we every week would have Friday night dinners, which is like, you know, it's meant to be like a Jew thing, mm-hmm. like Shabbat dinner, but really right. it was just like... You had to go to family dinner on Friday nights. Like, we were not allowed to go out, like, do anything social... And if anybody, if we needed to do anything, those people had to come with us. And then we could. Oh, my God. But it was like a strict, <laughs> it was a strict rule. It was a strict rule. They laid down the law. Yeah, they really did. But so my, my grandma, uh, she's my great grandma, actually. My mom's dad's mom was like the, the overseer. Of oh, this. my god! And they lived down the street from us also, as does like in St. Louis, my aunt. And, you know, we all like lived basically on the same block, which is. Adorable. It's very adorable. Um, but yeah, so we always had matzo ball soup there. That always started the meal. And it was like always a toss up. Like, were you going to get one ball or two? And what did that mean? <laughs> for, like your family ranking. Oh my God. <laughs> what did you get? Um, it depends. <laughs> it would depend. But I always had the best say because I was the, the oldest of all the cousins. Yes. So, you know, I could like do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Leader of the pack. <laughs> I was the leader of the children. Um, but yeah, so she would always make it. And then when she passed away, we still had Friday night dinners at my grandparents' house who now live in Calabasas. They lived in St. Louis. We oh my God. There. And then when they moved away, we would do it at my mom's house and we still do it. Like we still always do it. I'm, I'm going to my grandparents' house on, on Friday. Friday. Night. Yeah. Yeah. For family dinner. And it always starts with matzo ball soup. Always. No matter the holiday, no matter whatever, always. I love that. That is like an epitome of what I think of as a tradition. Yeah. You know, like Absolutely. it's just something that really will always bring bring everyone together. Yeah. And it's like a feel good meal too. You know, like my mom in college, so cute. Like if I was sick, she would sneakily send me matzo ball soup from like whatever local place. Oh. Zingerman's. <laughs> Amazing. But you know, so not only is it like great feelings of family, but like of warmth and comfort and health mm-hmm. and like coziness. Oh yes. Do you have a place here where you go get it? Yes. I am a fan of green blats. Oh, I haven't had green blats. It's good because it comes with, like, in my family, we put a lot of, like, vegetables in it mm-hmm. and chicken and whatever. And, like, at Cantor's, it's really good, but it's really simple. They don't put anything. It is, yes. That's what. That's and the like, only one I've had. For me, it's just, like, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to have the stuff because you have to get the nutrients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just can't just be the broth and the yeah. ball. I mean, it, it can. It's still it's amazing. A, yeah, still great. Still yeah. great. Not knocking Cantor's because mm-hmm. that has helped me. Um, so family dinners, how many of there were you then? It seems like there must have been, like, a lot of people. There was a shit ton of people. 
it was a party. Like, <laughs> the Tam fam growing up, it was, like, whatever family was around and in town, plus, like, everyone's add-ons. Like, my family, especially my parents, like, we were famous for having the family add-ons. Uh, people that were, you know, I think I still have that. Like, mo- most of my closest yes. friends I really consider family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so it was just, like, whoever was anyone and everyone that was around and it was like babysitters and their kids and you know that they eventually had and whatever and so it's just kind of like a conglomeration of all of these people mm-hmm. but definitely my mom her four kids my dad and my aunt her three kids mm-hmm. and her husband always there my grandparents always there that was like the core group and then like whoever else i mean that's just so lucky and fun to have all of that family were the conversations just always sort of like jovial and like light or were were you like a family that was like oh we're getting into politics or like we're talking about whoever fucked up this week or I mean you know it was always like as far as I can remember and I'm think I'm talking about like the OG family like right. Friday night dinners which was like at my great grandparents house uh-huh. when I was growing up gotcha <clears throat> I don't remember it getting dark, although I'm sure it was, Mm -hmm. but we were not like a family that picks at each other or makes people feel bad. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it was very much always really fun and we were always dressing up and my grandma's shit and like (laughs) jewelry on and the lipstick and like jumping between the two twin beds and like finding her candies and running around like crazy. Grandma's candies. Grandma's candies. Oh, my God. And also, that reminds me, my grandma would always make these cookies that I need to find a recipe for you because this reminds me of you so much. So, grandma was famous for her balls. So, we would be like, grandma's balls. Grandma's balls. Like, are we having grandma's balls tonight? Like, please. But there were these cookies, and she would make different flavors, and they were kind of like, I can't even, I don't even know how to describe them. Sometimes they would be like peanut butter balls or like oatmeal or whatever. I have no idea, but she would make these balls and bring them to every event ever. So, like, every bat mitzvah, every uh-huh. whatever. Like, it was her contribution. And there, her, like, her freezer was full of them. Uh-huh, yep. But it was just, like, a, a big St. Louis joke. Like, That's so oh, grandma's, grandma's balls. balls. And if she had been alive, like, today, she for sure would have made that into a business. And, oh, my like, God. sold them as grandma's balls because that's Because that's hilarious. hilarious. But yeah, so like that was my family, you know, just like really goofy all the time. We weren't like super, super political, mm-hmm. although my grandparents are like sort of Republican. But like they get it, you know what I mean? Like they're more just like into Israel and like Jew things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is just so delightful. And you guys grew up, you know, so St. Louis, you guys are on the same block, mm-hmm. or pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I've met all everyone in your family. I mean, like your immediate family and yeah. some people who are extended family. And you guys are just really so infectious and welcoming and warm. And it's it's really the best. I do peel peel. I do feel like a part of your family. And um, I mean, I think that that just also goes to show that the two of us were just like you know meant, meant to meet each other. We're meant to be friends. Yes, definitely. Um, do you want to like tell that tale of of our friendship? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So a couple of years, three, I guess three years I guess ago, three? I think it was three years ago, like, like right now. now. Yeah. Which also seems crazy. Okay, so I went, I got in a new acting class and shout out to <laughs> Leslie Conanco. Yeah. Leslie Conanco. 
great, great, great times all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but so there was a girl that was like never there the first month that I was there. And everyone, every time like different people would be like, God, have you met Natalie yet? And I would be like, no, who the fuck is this Natalie that I never see her and everyone's just obsessed with her. <laughs> and like everyone just independently would be like, God, you gotta meet Natalie. <laughs> and um, I think maybe we became Facebook friends before we even met. Or no, Yeah, no, I think, I think that was, that was think, the catalyst because, or maybe we like. I think we had a class together. And then finally. we like, yeah, we finally had a class together. Yeah. And then we friended each other on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up at a rehearsal at Brian. 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 Yeah, we still have a, a, our cute little group from acting class. Yeah, Brian has a podcast. Listen to it. Yeah. called Important Not Important. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Um, but yeah, we were at a rehearsal mm-hmm. at Brian's. Yeah, and we both like were like, we need to leave early. This And this really had nothing to do with each other. But I was like, I must go. I cannot stay here for this many fucking hours. And, and I, sure said, I said the same thing. Yeah, we like, and so we left at the same time, at the same time, probably like an hour early from this mm-hmm. rehearsal. And we're like, Oh my God, did you see our in common Facebook friends? Because this is like actually crazy. We had, we had friends in common from like the weirdest, the like weirdest e- walks of life, every aspect of life, like from college, from high school, from uh, even to the point where like our parents' friends yeah, are like my mom. One of my mom's best friends from college mm-hmm. is best friends, or like grew up with Carly's mom. Yeah, so all of my mom's friends that I'm friends with on Facebook are also friends with Natalie on Facebook. Uh, which was just like we were just like this is too weird. This is weird. And then she had almost gone to the college that I went to and knew people from that, and like we just had it was from it was to the point where I was just like, okay, I understand that you're going to be my best friend forever. Right. Like, we just the universe you, wanted us to meet. It was it, uh, it was funny because I was like, yeah, it's so crazy. I almost um, went to Michigan I got in the theater program and I like like full-on went and did a tour like was like basically about to sign the dotted line to go I would have been um I think like a year below you Mm -hmm. or whatever but I was like well I didn't go but like obviously the world still wanted us to be friends right it's so funny Um, it's crazy but anyways so then we were talking for so long that the rehearsal ended and we were still outside talking (laughs) and that was awkward and And then they were like oh thought you guys had to go and we're like um we did (laughs) And then we just discovered that we want to be best friends. Yeah. So like, yeah, okay, whatever. We knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone wa- everyone thought that we should meet. I was yeah. intimidated, though, to, like, say hey to you, and so I'm so glad I'm that... I'm sure I was, too. I was terrified of everything. You know, like, when you first go into a class and you're the new person, right? like, oh, my God. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's already friends. Yeah. But it just, it just goes to show it's so important to put yourself out there, and also that just being welcoming in whatever aspect of life it is whether it's a new class a new job like so true it's it's just so important to have that that sort of like welcoming energy regardless of whether you're gonna like talk to someone just but having that openness to being like I'm putting myself out there and let's just kind of see see where it goes everybody's going through the same like trials in their own head right you know so it's like you might as well just be nice yeah and be open exactly and then you know the world will take you (laughs) places um yeah but carly is one of those people out here who is a is a chosen family member you know you have like when i started family meal i was because it's like i have my family family i have my restaurant families that i know and then it's like the chosen the chosen family Mm -hmm. um and carly just for people who don't know you you moved out to la after 
you graduated from University of Michigan mm-hmm. um, with a BFA in musical theater. Mm-hmm. Did you move out right after and start acting? I actually went to New York first. Oh. Um, but only for like two seconds. I, I was injured. I was a really serious dancer, and I got injured right as I was graduating, so I couldn't I couldn't dance. I couldn't walk around the city. I was burnt out from musical theater anyways because, like, it wasn't really my lifelong dream. Like, I had always loved dancing and loved theater, and everyone else at Michigan was, like, such a diehard, like, I will be on Broadway. Yeah. This is my dream since I was five, and I was just like, that's amazing, but, like, I feel like there's more... So, it's just yeah, more, there's I don't, something I don't else. Know, yeah. I don't know what it is, but, like, I, th- I don't, I'm not sure if my life is just leading to this. So yeah. I kind of took that as, like, okay, this is a sign. And I was super into L.A. My grandparents had moved here. Yeah, you spent, visited, oh, yeah, you had spent some yeah, summers. I just, like, I did not accept that my program was only going to lead to New York and Broadway. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I can't. I can't, I just can't take that as, like, as true. Mm-hmm. I need to see if maybe I love L.A. I don't know. Like, they gave me no information, so I just kind of, like, took it upon myself to check out what was going on here, and I ended up loving it, and then I got injured, and all this stuff happened to the point where I was like, okay, I think this is, like, when I go to L.A. Mm-hmm. So I moved to New York first, I spent two months there, um, and then I did a show in Michigan over the summer, A Little Night Music. Oh! Where I played the child, Frederica, and I also <laughs> choreographed it. Um, of course. Then I came out here just for a month for meetings in August, mm-hmm. post-graduation, and I literally never left. Like, I had my two bags that I had brought to New York. All I had was two bags of shit. And I brought them here, and I was just like, yeah, I'm just, like, not going to go back. And I didn't. What's that line in, like, Thoroughly Modern Millie? Like, oh, yeah. three bucks, <laughs> two <laughs> bags, one <laughs> me. That's true life. NYC. That was really me. I stepped off the plane and I was like, what? Yep, here we are. Okay. Well, I'm so glad that, um, you know, life life brought you here. Me too. So how was it when you first moved? Like, what was the... Talk us through, because I feel like I know some people who are going to be listening to this are going to be actors or creatives um, kind of wanting to start their journey. So, like, what was the process like when you first... When I first moved here, I was an idiot and an asshole. And (laughs) I had great reps and I had no work ethic. You know, like I, I, my thought process was like, God, I just went through this like crazy intense program and now I can just like be, I I don't need to like go to class. I don't need to whatever. And I was like, I just went to fucking university. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to do that. (laughs) And I could not have been more wrong. (laughs) Also, musical theater is not the same as film and television acting or especially auditioning. No. I had no fucking idea what I was doing. And I was in way over my head. Like, this was not something that I had trained for. And I just didn't understand that these were all different things. Mm -hmm. You know? So... Basically, I ended up losing my reps and, like, working at a restaurant and, like, which was so fun. I made, you know, more of my chosen family. Yeah. But I partied a lot and I got lost, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know. And I just wish I could have told myself then, just get in fucking class. Yeah. Like, take control of your situation you know, the industry is set up to make us really helpless. Mm-hmm. Like, just waiting for auditions and waiting Whatever for... Whatever happened will happen. Yeah, and, and, and when you're young and you don't really even know exactly what you are, mm-hmm. you know, like, I remember getting sent out for things and being like, I am not that. Right. And it's just like, it's like, yeah, well, I'm not going to get that because I'm just not that. And it's just like, 
You don't even know. You don't even know. You still have to show up and you still have to do everything regardless. Like, you right. can't make that decision. The casting director's calling you in. For sure. And there's just something about, like, living and having life experience that, yep. like, feeds, I think, being an actor and being creative so much. Totally. That when you're young, you just don't even know. Like, you think you're so old. You, you think uh, you've you lived. You You think you have lived and, like... But it's just like, honey, no. No, no, no. No, like you got to do the work. You got to live. And not only do you have to do the work, you have to take a step away from the work to do all the fun stuff too Mm -hmm. so that you can have the life experiences and you have to like go check out other places and travel and, you know, just like... You can't be a, like, uh, you can't just stay in LA. You know, right. you, you have to, you have to get out. And, and you can't only work. Right. Because that doesn't work either. Mm-mm. You know? So, but I just think like, I didn't know how to work hard and, but how, how could I, you know? No, yeah. I mean, it's just life lessons you have to figure out. Yeah. Well, what were, um, the restaurants that you, that you worked at and how, how oh, was that experience? Yeah. <laughs> I've had such times at restaurants. Oh, Let yes. Me tell you all about it. Well, right when I moved to LA, I saw this really cute restaurant. Actually, my grandmother took me there because she's a fabulous batch. She is. And it was Sir Restaurant in West Hollywood. And dead. I was like, and she's like, you should work here. This is so cute. And this was before. There was a uh, reality show. Vanderpump Rules is is what we're talking about. Yes. So basically, like, I go there, I get the job, I start working there, and then I'm. I'm Did you interview with Lisa? No. She has nothing to do. Like, she has literally nothing to do with the restaurant. I interviewed with Guillermo, who is like, there's like another couple that like runs it, Mm -hmm. basically. And. I started working there, and, like, I was just like, what the fuck is L.A.? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It was crazy. And also, like, everyone that worked there was so hot, and I was just, like, my brain was exploding. And everyone was like, oh, my God, like, this person's looking at my best friend. (laughs) I'm like, be careful of this person. And I was just like, I'm like, don't hook up with this person because these people are hooking up with each other. Yeah. No, it was so intense. And then on top of that, there were all these rumblings about, like, well, this person, you know, blah, 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 and, like, filming and da da And I was, like, finally, I think, like, maybe a week and a half in, I was, like, hey, um, what's, uh, what's going on? And they were, like, oh, we just filmed a, the first season of a reality show for, for Bravo. And I was, like, what? And they were, oh. like, yeah, we're going to have a really big reality show. And I was, like, what the fuck? This is not what I want. Anyways, but working there was really crazy. It was crazy. Oh, like. We were going out every night, yeah. which is just, like, not a sustainable life. Working at the restaurant was hilarious because the show ended up airing, like, a couple months after I started, mm-hmm. and it was crazy there. I oh. mean, I was a hostess, mm-hmm. and people were dropping me, like, $100 just to get a table. And I remember, like, me, like, sweet St. Louis girl was like, oh, no, 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 like, I can't Oh, you that. didn't take the money? And, I rem- and the, the manager, Guillermo, or the owner, he was like... I was like, take the money. Give them a fucking seat. Yeah. He's like, who gives a shit? And I was like, well, do I need to like give it to you guys? And he was like, just, just keep shit. Shit. I don't know this happened. That was my first LA lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck Shut up. The 
fuck up. <laughs> Keep the money. And give them a seat. Yeah, who cares? He's yeah. like, who cares? Oh, God, it was so funny. Anyway, so that was an experience. But And I made some, you know, very best friends. I worked there for a year. And then after that, I was like, I cannot handle a reality show anymore. They tried to get me to be on it. I ended up in a love triangle. Like, I needed to get out of Wait, there. Wait, what? Were you ever, like, on the show? Like, if we go back to... They, no, no, I was hiding. I wouldn't sign any of I feel papers. like I remember you talking. And literally, well, like, the cameras would come by, and I would turn around, like, there was an high, and, like, face to the wall. Um, and like, someone looking for, like, a bad hiding spot. It's yeah. like, you can't see me, like, so, like... We can see you! <laughs> but, yes, I ended up in this love triangle, and, um... Two really sexy men, let me tell you. Oh. Anyways, um, they don't matter, Dan. <laughs> um, but because of that, the show was like calling, like I was getting blasted. Like the owners were calling me. They were like, you guys need to be on the show, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I, this is not what I want. I cannot handle this. I'm yeah. going to quit. And then I ended up working at Barney's Beanery for two months. But quickly, are you are you going are you going to like name names? Who are these people? No, of course not. Oh my god, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I fine. Can't. So you quit. You quit because of this love triangle. Um, well, what? and because of the show. And well, also, yeah, like you, I didn't care. No, you know what no, I mean? No, no. Like it, get, it got to a point where people would come in and be like, oh, "What is is Stassi actually like seeing this person?" And I was like, like, "I don't give a shit. I don't know." <laughs> don't care. So I was like, I gotta get out of here. Gotta What's go. like the grossest bar yes. I can think of? Barney's. And I was like, I have to go to like a real bar. I went to work at Barney's and I immediately was like, this is the worst This is so I've disgusting. This is gr- if I have to pour sauces one more time, I'm just gonna kill myself. That was a, those were dark times. That was only two months. Two months that of dark times. less than two months, actually. I did not last long there. And then I got a job at Laurel Hardware, and that is, like, my favorite restaurant experience. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of the friends that I made there. Yes. And it was it was just, like, so special. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the group of people, they're still my family to mm-hmm. this day. And, like, even, like, yours now, too. Yeah, you know I, like, I mean? got, you know, just kind of... Yeah. Thrown in there. Come on in. Come on in, Nat. Um, But yeah, the group of people that were working there, we opened, I mean, I wasn't there to open the restaurant, but the restaurant was very new and it was a bunch of people that like, a lot of them were new to LA and, Mm -hmm. you know, so we kind of just like got our roots together. That would have been the real reality show they should have filmed. It would have been so much better. Yes. Because the same shit was going down there. It just was... With the inbreeding. Yeah. However, everyone was so nice. Yes. So that was different. You know what I yes. mean? Like, everyone was, like, my favorite person ever. Mm-hmm. And it was so lovely, and everyone really took care of each other. Yeah. That, and it just made it such a, a great environment. Everyone was, like, doing that, doing their side projects, like, acting, booking things, still working there. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just so positive. Yep. Um, and lovely, and the food was great, and the people that came in were so fun, and, like... Just lots of good energy. A lot of good energy. And, like, I feel like we had so much fun, too, like, in our restaurant jobs. And then we would meet at, like, one place or the other after. Or yes. Roger Or room. Roger Room. You know, Shout out like, to one of our favorite bars in L.A. Roger Room. Roger Room. God, I love Roger Room. I know. Um, it's so good. But it was a fun place to, like, drink on our off nights and, like, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, and it still is. Like, it's, it's a place for me that will always feel like family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we had some... 
you know, we had some fun nights where there was a, where was a phase, I mean, where we were like going out like after each shift. And then I would have to, I was stupidly then working brunch the next morning and would just be like <laughs> hung over as fuck. There just was, like, yeah. Wanting to like die. But like we were in it together. Oh, we were you know in it. I mean? we, we, were, we were at separate restaurants, but like. I don't think there was a brunch that I wasn't hung over for for like years. Uh, yeah, and 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 it was because we were. It's funny, Carly and I met each other both after we had like pretty serious breakups. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I had been dating this guy for like two years who I had um, met at my first restaurant. And then, you know, we had a breakup and it was like pretty tumultuous. Um, and it was the first time for me being like really single. And you yeah. know, we were just like ready to, to, it was, it was to like take the town. Catalyst. It was, it was, yes. And then we, you know, had other coworkers from Laurel. We had like my other friends and we would just like go out after we got done with our shifts. And I remember we had like some fun nights on the East side and just ending up at random house parties after. Anyway, it was just, mm-hmm. it was a good time that, um, we reminisce on because we don't rage <laughs> that hard anymore because yeah. we're older. It still happens. It still happens. It believe just doesn't happen every night. Yeah. <laughs> this was like a consistent, like every week it was like, I mean, now it's so funny. I'm like, I get off my, out of my shift at like 10 30 or 11 and I'm like, Oh man, I can I need to put on some pajamas, mm-hmm. you know, before it was like, oh, yes, I'm out at 10 30. Like yeah. perfect. Like I can go home, you know, Italian shower, yeah. spritz on some perfume, like right. change outfits. Oh and then we like were masters. Now I'm like, I get home and I immediately just like take off my pants. Yeah. <laughs> pants, <laughs> pants and bra off. I'm just like, <laughs> yep. Pants down. Pants like, down. Here I am on my couch. Yeah. Eating chips. <laughs> Chips, yeah, or pickles. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, that's that's like the beauty though of of LA is that we were able to, to you know form those those families mm-hmm. with with the restaurants that we we worked at for sure. And it's such a fun way too. Is it's like as you keep getting older, it's always rare to find like best friends. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, I guess now I'm like, oh, I was still such a baby. Like, what was I even talking about? But like, just thinking. Uh, you know, three years ago, who would have known that I would have met such a best friend that would be like such a part of my life forever. I know. And not only you, but like your friends and my friends you're close with now too. It's just like, I feel like our groups converged. Yes. They really did. It's just cool to know that like that can happen at any point in your life. At any point. And that it's like possible for those friendships to form. It's so funny. I'm like, uh, I basically went to Michigan. Like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, at this point you did. You didn't even need to go there. And you didn't went even, there. didn't even need to, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just feel connected to all those people. Another thing that I want to talk to you about, Carl, is all of the things that you've been able to create as far as creating your own work and creating work for yourself. Because you know, look in, in LA, we have both been lucky to have been cast in some fun projects, but you know, the, the thing is you have to keep working. Like you were talking about earlier when you're, the phone isn't ringing. You mm-hmm. have to, I mean, if you want to be sustainable and keep growing and working as an actor. So, um, you want to talk about some of the fun projects that you yeah. have created when I first started like making my own things Yes, is when I, when I was really, I started becoming really happy. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think we wait around so much and whatever, but like being a creative 
to me, I realized was being a full, like my entire life is creative. Yeah. So I realized that I could no longer just sit and wait for the phone to ring. If I was just making stuff all the time, then like that would be good enough. Yeah. That would be, that's enough. Like you have to fill the, fill your life with the happiness and the creativity if you want to be a creative. Right. Because then you're not. Also, I did a movie. It was like the first big feature that Mm -hmm. I did. And the experience was so interesting and like kind of a disaster. And I remember coming home and thinking like, I could do that. And I realized like, okay, I have all of these ideas inside my head and I need to prove it. Mm -hmm. Like I need to, yeah, I can talk about it, whatever. But like if I don't put pen to paper and do it, like I need to prove it to myself and to everyone else, but I need to just do it. Yeah. Because all of those people, the only thing they had on me was money. Everyone is making it up. You know, like everyone made up a story and that became a show or Mm -hmm. made up a whatever and that became a this. Like literally everyone is making it up. So why can't I? And I think I just gave myself permission to be the creator and like, okay, whatever I think is funny, then I'm going to put or like whatever I think is good or what do I want to watch? Like that was a big thing. I was like, what do I, what do I want to be? Like if I could audition you know, I was, I was any frustrated. Part. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm not getting on a stream for this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well then what do, hello self. Like mm-hmm. I had a little candle moment. Yes. And I was like, dear self, what do you want to play? And I was like, well, I want to do something with action mm-hmm. and I want to do something with comedy. And I don't see that anywhere for myself. Yep. For anyone. No. And I was like, and I'm sure that I'm not the only person that wants that. Totally. You know? And so... I was like, okay, well then, bitch, you better write it. Yeah. <laughs> like, write it. No one else is writing it, or maybe they are, and great. Then you, there can be multiple things. Yes. And then multiple chances. You know what I mean? But, like, so I just fucking sat down and did it. And the day that I sat down to write my first thing is the day that the Harvey Weinstein story broke. Yep. And I was like, fuck everything. Yes. I was pissed because I had just come out of this movie and it was all of these men making this movie about five young girls and then the Harvey Weinstein shit and I was just mad. And I was like, okay, this is perfect. What do what would I want to do about this mm-hmm. if I if I had my way and there were no consequences? I would want to have like a collective of female super spies that like beat the shit out of like these shitty dudes. These misogynistic pigs. Exactly. And then, and I was like, and I want it to be funny because like action is fucking hilarious. Yes. And everyone is taking it so seriously all the time. And Deadpool was kind of like one of the first things that was like, yeah, that was like, Action's hilarious. Wink, wink. And, and you I know. grew up on movies like that, like Ace Ventura. Yeah. You know, like that. And then the same guy that made Ace Ventura made this movie called Kung Pao that's like, I've now realized, like, really shaped my entire life. Um, <laughs> it is fucking ridiculous, but it's basically like an old Chinese action film that's been overdubbed. It's amazing. So insane. And I can't tell you how many times I watched this as a child. So I realized, like, that's where all of this comes from. Um, all of these weird tastes. <laughs> But I just sat down to write it, and I was like, it's not going to be perfect. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, but I know that I have a vision, and I'm going to see if I can execute it. And then I did, and I was like, this is not that bad. And then so I made another, which Natalie was in, which was so fun, like, just to use my friends and, like, collaborate and, like, try my hand at directing and Mm -hmm. editing and all of this stuff. And it was just so life-changing truly you can do anything 
you just have to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone can, like, write something that's good, but you can try, and who's to say what's good? And it's, you like, also, I mean? write your first thing. It's probably going to suck, and then, like, keep making things, For and then sure. just, like, you know, you'll be able to whittle down things once once you start. You just have to be active about about yeah. something. You know, you can't Definitely. just... It can't be... You can't just wait around for the phone to ring. You have to create your own right. happiness through it's through like action. Giving yourself permission mm-hmm. to not wait for the phone to ring. Yes, like you know yeah. what I mean. And I think that like actors, like we're not really honest with ourselves in the beginning of what we really want to do and mm-hmm. how to effectively do that. Yes. You just don't know. There's just no reason that we shouldn't be doing that, or that you can't find that. Per, that that you can't be doing the exact same thing. Exactly. If you if you if that's what you want. If that's what you want. Yes. You don't yes, you don't yes, have yes. to be like a writer if that's fine. If no. you just if you just want to be. And that's the thing know. is you don't have to be a writer. Find a friend that yeah that likes writing. Like I realized when I was making stuff that I hated editing, and then it was like about me finding someone to do the editing for me, or right. you know you just but that, but that's a thing too that when you were working on S's for Revenge. Um, that I really realized and learned from you is that you were really good about asking for help. You can't like, I know it's all, there's this whole thing about being self-made and being whatever, but it's like, no, the smarter thing to do is to ask for help. And cause you, you know, or if you're like, I don't know how to edit this, but like, you know, I want to learn. So ask someone who does and then mm-hmm. learn from them and then all of that jazz. So you yeah. gave me permission then to... <gasps> I'm so glad <laughs> to, to feel like I could ask for help because I can be stubborn in that way where I just like, I want to do everything myself. Definitely. I can do it myself. I'm smart. I'm like an independent woman, blah, yeah. blah, you know, but the smarter thing to do is to delegate and to figure out what battles. It's you- just more efficient because like you can't be an expert at everything. No, you can't or else you won't be good at anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you kind of have to pick your shit and yeah. like get really good at that like you you better be the expert at this like people ask you know? me all the time they're like so do you bake anything else and I'm like I mean I do but like really just chocolate chip cookies <gasps> Carly has also um you know pimping her out again she has this hilarious other series that she um has entered into a few festivals and has gotten into them um so you want you want to chat about um Wait, the, which is a we help the real witches <gasps> of west hollywood yes. um right, right. but yes so that is another series that i created so i kind of took a break from the S for revenge stuff i wrote a pilot for it and then uh have been working on that but in the meantime i made this series called the real witches of west hollywood with my friend leo lamar and that came about because all of these witch shows were coming out like in the late fall, like Sabrina and then Charmed. Charmed and like just all of this really ridiculously serious witch, witch shit. Yeah. And I was just like, this is hilarious. Like another thing where I was just like, action is hilarious. Never taking it so seriously. So like, seriously. So we had like talked a couple of times about making something together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, I really want to do something about witches. We literally the next day sat down and we just like wrote it like, it just, like, flowed, flowed out. and vom- vomited out of us. So <laughs> we were like, oh, wow, okay. Um, it's basically about these two witches, and it's shot, like, reality show style. Like, The Real Housewives, and it's these two witches who are also Jewish. They're half Jew, half witch, hence where Jewish came from. It's just so um, good. <laughs> and it's just so good. They're just, like, these really bratty. Batchy. Batchy watches. Watches. 
They're like and, part Kardashian. Part, yeah, yeah. And each of our characters are know. like sort of based on things. Like my character is more of like Kim Kardashian meets like Jeannie from I Dream of Jeannie. Yes. And hers is more like Lisa Vanderpump meets like Medusa or yes. something. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're sisters or half sisters, so there's like that dynamic there too. And just like what happens when there are these two like bratty reality show witches and they have a show like yeah like assuming that they have a show on e or bravo Bravo or whatever and what happens if they live in today's world and they go through the same like trials and tribulations as normal humans of today yeah they just like happen to be witches yeah it's fabulous you can catch it on youtube um Mm -hmm. on youtube and hopefully somewhere else soon like we've like made a couple of episodes and now we're packaging it and through this festival um it's called dances with films but hopefully we can like get some sort of distribution from that which would be great and then that will help us be able to make an actual show but that's been really fun too you know like learning how to edit that and how to you know be more professional every time Mm -hmm. has been very eye-opening besides giving yourself permission are there any other things that you would for you know people who are just starting off any advice that you would give them whether they want to do acting whether they want to be full kind of like creatives anything you would want to share with them find the thing that you love and learn everything about that so that you know everything about it and you can begin to develop your tastes on that and whatever. And I think for a creator, your aesthetic is your most important thing. Yeah. Because everyone can make stuff, but you are the only one that sees through your own lens. Yes. If you can get that lens into the world and other people are like, oh my God, I totally see in that way too, then like that's really exciting. It's like, you know, become your own Tarantino, become your own Wes Anderson, become your own um, Nancy Myers. Like you see all of those films and you're like, this is a Nancy Myers movie. Like I want to live in that house. Yeah. And like, these are the the people that they call on. And the other thing true kind of to kind of getting back to family is that you also find the people you love working with. Because these, you know, to say, create your tribe, create your tribe, because working on these, you know, you'll hear it time and again, but it's not as glamorous as it looks making films and you're with these people, you are smelly, (laughs) you have not brushed your teeth. Probably you like just literally rolled out of bed and got to set for your call time. And you are then working with these people for, you know, 16 hours. Right. And then you're you know, getting off of work and then looking at everything you've shot and then going back and doing the thing again. So I think that it's so important and it's why people like working with the same people because they've created their own family and they're experts too. It's like finding your friends that are experts, the things that fill your gaps Mm -hmm. so that you can be like one big superhuman altogether. But that's really strong. And also like loving the people that you're around like you want to put good people around you when you're working long long hours like if you can choose uh, all I want to do is like make things so that I can like use my friends and force them to be with me at all times yeah you know what I mean (laughs) I don't want to work with other people like yeah I want to hang out with my friends and make stuff that makes us all laugh That makes us all laugh, that makes, you know, for entertainment, that tells great stories. Yeah. You gotta feel fucking great. Like, you have to figure out a way to feel great. Because everything else is hard enough. I know, that's the thing. It's like, why (laughs) would you put yourself in that situation? Like, find your tribe, make sure there are people that make you feel good, make sure there are 
people that make you feel excited creatively. People who show up for you. People that show people. Yes. Accountability is like, mm-hmm. I mean, the mo- it's so important. Yeah. What is your definition of a family or a family meal? Well, you've got like your blood family and mm-hmm. then your family family. So I'm going to go with like the broader, the family broader family. Term. Yeah. But you know, it's like the, the people that no matter what, like are there for you and you are there for them. Yep. Under any circumstance, you know, maybe you just accidentally murdered someone and you're like, <laughs> bitch, help me! And that person will be like, yes, yep. and, <laughs> you know, and like... I'm coming with a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, people out there, don't, you don't need to murder don't anyone. Don't murder anyone. I'm just saying, like, I think I would do anything for my friends and family and they would do the same for yes. me. And like, you have to put in that energy. <laughs> and family meal, what is what is that? It's like the glue that holds the family together. Like, the mm. meal is where you sit down, you debrief, you talk about your day. I know. We do. Ah! <laughs> oh, God, but, I, I get emotional doing these podcasts, guys. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, it's it's the part, it's like the most fun part of your day. Mm-hmm. When you get to sit down with everybody and be like, oh, now I can just, like, be me and, mm-hmm. like, be a disaster if I need to be a disaster, cry if I need to cry, like, be happy if I, you know, have exciting news, whatever. And, and that's always just been such a pillar of my life. This, this Friday night family meal. And even during the week at restaurants too, it's like when those people are your friends, Mm -hmm. it's like the time where you get to sit and not worry about anything, not worry about putting on anything for like the customers or whatever. It's just like where you get to be the most authentic you Mm -hmm. with your friends who are getting to be the most authentic them. And like, just sitting in that. Yeah. And also eating really good food because I fucking love, love food. food. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love food. It's the best. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, now it's like a fun little rapid fire section of the podcast. Okay. And um, just, just, yeah, just whatever comes to mind first comes to mind. Okay. So you are having a dinner party, a, a faux dinner party. Mm-hmm. What is on the menu? And also... Who are your dream guests? Oh, wow. This is something I should have thought of before. But definitely, food-wise, it would be just, like, a shit ton of charcuterie and pickles. Oh, my God. Carly. (laughs) I mean, I said pickles earlier, but, like, Carly, just, like, you are prosciutto. I am prosciutto personified. Yeah. But, yes, I love charcuterie so much. And for sure, my dinner party would have nothing but, like, charcuterie and, like, whiskey. Yes. And pickles and, like, bread and, like, maybe apple juice. Yeah, you always, like, (laughs) randomly. (laughs) Apple juice for me is, like, sometimes if I'm, like, really hungover, I, like, need apple juice. That's, like, my... Apple juice for me is, like, every day at every moment I need apple juice. (laughs) You are so weird. I think my dream dinner guest would be, like, Cheetah Rivera. Um, okay, somewhere that I'm dying to eat next. Oh, um, shoot, I can't remember what name it, what the name is, but there's a new pizza place in Hollywood. Do you know about this yet? The one that came from Italy? Yes. That is the Eat, Pray, Love one? Yeah. Yes. Love pizza. Yes. All forms of pizza. Yes. Um, who taught you how to cook? Uh, definitely my mom. My mom was always cooking. She never uses recipes. She just, like... Knows. She's, like... And she doesn't... We would just, like, she would take whatever was in the fridge and, like, throw shit together and somehow make, like, a glorious meal. 
And that is talent. That is. Like, no rest. Like, she's just always throwing stuff in and, like, tasting things. Like, hers is a very, like, gorilla style. (laughs) (laughs) To the point where we'd be like, um, 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 you sure you want to do that? Um." But it was always good. So definitely from watching her. I love it. But my sister Liz is, like, way more of the chef of the family. Like, we always call her Chef Liz. (laughs) She is, like, bossy in the kitchen. Love (laughs) it. She'd be like, listen, I'll just do it. And we're like, oh, good. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I love the kitchen. Like, I love being in a kitchen. Mm -hmm. I love hanging out in the kitchen. Like, in my family, we would just hang out. I know. The kitchen is just, like, where you hang out. Yeah. Like, all of us kids, all of our friends. So there would be, like... So many people at our house all the time. We would all pack in the kitchen just to, like, hang out and yep. talk and cook and eat and, you know, whatever. So fun. But, yeah, definitely my mom. Who taught you how to drink? You know, I didn't really see my parents drink that much growing up. Um, my mom would always have, like, a glass of wine mm-hmm. or, like, a glass and a half, and she'd be just hammered. <laughs> and she'd be like, I'm not drunk. I only had a glass and a half. And we're like, Mom. mom. <laughs> Goddamn liar. <laughs> But um, my friend Allie Reif, who was two years above me, and she was, like, our fake babysitter, but who became a literal part of our family. Yeah. But, like, I ended up being more of her babysitter. But anyways, <laughs> she got me all of the alcohol. Oh. She taught me how to drink. I would go to parties. Well, we became, like, sisters. Yeah. Know? So, like, I would always be at her parties, and she, her and her friends went for went, it. Went hard. Oh, my God. We would have these epic, like themed parties with like giant like events like competitions it was so fun dreams okay it's definitely alley rife that is amazing (laughs) storing that in for my next birthday you know what we did one was which we should do for your birthday is like holiday themed (gasps) so like each team had to dress up like a holiday so i remember we were new year's eve and so we had to dress up like it was new year's eve and like whatever and people like really went for it oh and there would God. be like fourth of july like team you know whatever. thanksgiving team halloween yeah it was team arbor day so fun <laughs> yes oh my god you have to throw in the random we holiday definitely do that yes oh my god that's fantastic or we don't have to wait we can you know we should just all definitely just do, do that do it next, next weekend, yeah, next weekend. <laughs> um what do you always have in your fridge i always have salami <laughs> Again. And pickles. Like Do we see a trend time. here? Yeah. Third time mentioning pickles. Like in Carly's next trailer. And stopped in my fridge. I will have <laughs> pickles and salami. Yep. What is your go-to snack? Pickles and salami. <laughs> You're too much. Do you um, like your bagel toasted or untoasted? Oh, toasted a hundred percent. If somebody says untoasted, not oh, there are, there are some. This is yeah, I know. There there are there are there are, there are untoasted people. I know. <gasps> it's it's weird. It's a weird world we live in. It is. Um chocolate or vanilla? I think chocolate but dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has to be dark chocolate, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. What is your cocktail of choice? Uh, an old fashioned. Ooh, a really good old fashioned. Yum. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or a good dirty dirty martini. Mm-hmm. I know I already called you prosciutto, but mm. if you were a, like a food dish, like or something on a menu, what would you be? What What did you just think of? <laughs> My mind just went straight to like, okay, yeah, if I was prosciutto, but like, what does that mean? Prosciutto is like, <laughs> like a little thin and waif and like not strong, and so I think like if I was going to go that route, I would have to be salami because salami is like stronger and like more, it got more bite to it. And um, that's the tangent <laughs> that my brain went to. So not so not a, a full dish. A good strong salami. <laughs> I think I'd be a good strong salami. I think so too. A little spunky. Yeah. A little spicy. Mm-hmm. Where can people find you? 
on the interwebs. Well, my address is. <laughs> um, on the interwebs, you can find me at, at Carly Ray Tam on Instagram. Um, and then you can find my series through there at Real Witches of WeHo or at SS for Revenge. Keep up with those. Um, and on YouTube. But mostly Instagram. Mostly the gram. You know, the it's, gram. It's, the, it's the hot place these days. It's mm-hmm. happening. There's a lot of action. A lot of action. A lot of action on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, finally, is there anything else that you want to share? Any little last tidbits or things about your family or any shout outs you want to give? just want to give a shout out to my good friend Natalie Pelletier. <laughs> For being the best, and I'm just so proud of you for for making this. And I think that this is just like, this is so important. Carly's younger brother, Lucas, has a phenomenal band, Thumpasaurus. They are such unique, fun, amazing music. And if they are touring near your city, you must go. You must go check them out. They yeah. are, it's such a good time. Definitely. Um, but Carl, thank you so much for Carl's what I her nickname. Carl, yeah. Carl. <laughs> um, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and you know share all your insight. You are a true gift in my life. You're a true gift in my life. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> all right, guys, um, that's all the time we have for today. I mean, we could go on longer, but you know, then you just get bored of our voices. I will see you next week, and thanks for listening. Bye. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate, comment, like, and definitely subscribe to Family Meal on your preferred podcast channel, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, anything helps, leave a review. I am building this up by myself, well, with my editor, Sarah, but I just, I love sharing all of these stories, all of these recipes, so any little remark and nudge and comment just helps the process but thank you again for tuning in and i will see you next week with another recipe another interview and um obviously some like weird corny shit from from me because you know that is how i roll all right enjoy the rest of your thursday guys and your week okay bye